when you listen to the show, if we are wrong or we don't know what we're talking about, that is perfectly fine. And you can correct us anywhere you want on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook. You can find us at Not A Historian Podcast or at Not Historians. That's fine because we just jump on the internet, go to the library, talk to people, watch some interviews, and do the basic research we can just to show that two average Joes can do it. Exactly. We're not historians. And we return. Indeed. Back again, again, again. That's right. And it's another episode on the theme of this year, which is... Gangsters. In particular, we're going to be talking about one babyface Nelson, as you know it. It's not what his mama named <laughs> No, it wasn't. Um, and in honor of our last episode, which was Mr. Uh, Jellybean Frank Nash. Correct. In honor of Mr. Jellybean Nash, we have a can of jelly beans here, but not just any jelly beans. Just want to tell, tell the people at home what we have. We have Bean Boozled. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with Bean Boozled, Bean Boozled is a uh, can of jelly beans from a prestigious jelly bean company that we won't mention on air for legal reasons. <laughs> but you can find them if you Google it. And what happens is there's, I think, 20 different flavors, right? About but 10 different colors. And each color has two flavors, one good, one horrible. Right. So we will be eating these whenever we deem ourselves uh, having messed up or earned it, one or the other. So for good things, you'll get one. And for bad things, we'll get one. And um, we'll see what happens. So if you hear us drinking and doing spit takes this episode, it's because we're going to do this. We'll probably add them at the end so they don't interrupt the episode. But Shalom's going to go ahead and open it while I tell you what the flavors are. And it's spoiled milk or coconut. Oh, that's disgusting. Rotten egg or butter popcorn. Oh. Barf or peach. Booger or juicy pear. Oh. Stinky socks or tutti frutti. Oh, also, dead fish or strawberry banana smoothie. How the hell did you get me to play this game? Toothpaste or blueberry. Canned dog food or chocolate pudding. Moldy cheese. Or caramel corn. And lastly, lawn clippings or lime. So go ahead and pull that seal. Let's break this Ark of the Covenant open. All right. Oh. No, oh, there's one on there. So I feel like to start the show, we should each take a chance and do one just so they can hear our response to one. Now, the one you have pulled appears to me uh, to be, well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's a dead fish or a strawberry smoothie. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and try this. Here, one. you want me to get one too at the same time so you don't yeah, you don't okay. have to. I don't want you to have to. Do I, you know, just press down? Yeah, or press do I, down. Or I have to close it and then? And then go back up. Man, you got to be smarter than the box. All right. Hold on. I'm trying. It's, it's a weird. Why is it a twist and turn? You got to twist and pull. Oh, God. Oh, um, you I'm got to put them back. I'm hey, putting, you. No, no. You got to get what you take. All right. Um, I believe I have toothpaste and or blueberry. That's right, you. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. I ain't brushed my teeth this morning, so this is going to be good. <laughs> Here we go. Did you look out? I did. I had Colgate. <laughs> it's not bad, though. Like, I, don't, I don't hate toothpaste. But I feel like you shouldn't be eating toothpaste. But I'm not. I'm eating a jelly bean. If you say so. R.I.P. Frank Nash. All right. So, we're going to talk about Babyface Nelson. Or George Nelson, if you like. But Lester Joseph Gillis, if you don't know. 
because that was his birth name. Right. And he was born in uh, 1908. I had to pull that out of my head. And he was also known as Jimmy. Did you know that? I did know that. Jimmy. Now, that was his friends. He did not like being called Babyface. You um, know, and I felt like a lot of these gangsters about this time didn't like being called by their nicknames. I mean, like Scarface yeah. Al Capone. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they just didn't like it. What's really crazy is, you know who really worked up for a nickname? Machine Gun Kelly. We'll, we'll talk about him later in the season. I am really fascinated with his story because it's so different than what you think or would think if, yeah. you, if you were trying to put it together. So, uh, Babyface is, of course, known for his robberies right. and his killings. And his killings. He, he was very popular at um, killing. Killing FBI just for, for sure. Oh, he, I think he killed the most FBI I, agents. I think he did. Um, he's also part of the second Dillinger game. Right. So when John Dillinger makes his famous uh, wood gun escape, uh, Nelson's gang at the time probably facilitated that escape. So that's interesting. And they hung out afterwards. They got, and that's how I actually got to public enemy number one. Yeah. So you got a man here that's not not shy of killing, killed the most FBI agents. Was part of John Dillinger's gang. And uh, also public enemy number one, I'd say, qualifies squarely for gangsters. I, I agree. I agree with that. Now, um, when he started out, he started out early. Do you know what the very first thing he was that they got him for? No, what was that? When he was seven years old, he found a pistol and he shot a friend. Oh. Now, I don't think it was an intentional shooting, obviously. I hope not. I hope at seven you're not like pre premeditated murder thing. Uh, yeah. But okay. this dude, you never know. Maybe, maybe it was. Uh, he got sent to like a reformatory, like a boys' school or something, like military. I don't know. Yeah. Reformatory. I did see that. So, if you ever seen the movie Sleepers, that's horrible. And he, he got sentenced, I think, to a year at seven years old. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, he, he got arrested again in his youth, I think, when he was uh, a teenager. Uh-huh. He, he got arrested for joyriding and theft. I don't know if he stole the car and then joyriding. They just called it theft. I, I didn't know the joyriding was a, was a crime. I guess. Oh, well, I think it is like when. That's why I'm thinking he stole the car. That the theft is the car's grand theft auto as we would know it. Right. If he stole the car and then was just like, I'm going to ride up. Maybe it was a reckless drive. Just like I met him just like hitting mailboxes and running through chicken coops and stuff with like an old Ford that he can't see over the wheel of. Like no. 32 coupe. <laughs> well, he's not old enough to, for it to be like 32. Wait, hey, I'm Model T and just knocking shit over him. That's the music they had back then. Is it? Yeah. Okay. They hadn't invented good music yet. And then he decided, I think, he was uh, he, was, he was criminal enough at this point. I mean, I guess. That he wanted to start his own gang. Now, do you know anything about gangs in Chicago in the early 20th century during Prohibition? Um, not much other than that they became, a lot of them were bootleggers. They were bootleggers. Yeah. That's that's a very common trait. He was not a bootlegger. He wasn't. No. He started working as a stripper. Okay. Um, as a stripper? Yeah. Now, okay. Time break. I guess I should get into uh, the vocabulary of the day. Please do. Stripper was someone who stole tires. Oh, okay. So he wasn't like... No, no, no. He did not drop that thing on low. He... Well, he would drop your tire. He would drop your car on low. He put you on some... I guess they had cinder blocks. They'd drop you on blocks and leave you wrong. So, I, I don't know. Obviously, he didn't originate that, but originate that. But I think it's interesting to see that that was a thing. Because growing up in the 80s and 90s, you always knew that if you left your car in a bad neighborhood, the worst thing that could happen was it ended up on blocks. On blocks, yeah. So, 
he had, he at least was part of the early craze of I'm gonna leave your car on blocks. <laughs> Sounds good. So he was running this out of the gas station where he worked. He, he had a he had a day job and a night job. Nice. I mean that, that's entrepreneurship right there. I think it is. It is. He 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 had an early drive to criminal behavior. Um. So it's crazy. He moved. Um. By the time he was twenty. He was doing this about the time he turned 22 in 1930. Okay. He moved into armed robbery. And he liked that a whole bunch more than stripping, as people do. I think, uh, I think so, too. Uh, he, he, got, he got really into home invasion. That was his form of robbery. He would break into your house, steal your stuff, and he would aim for, like, high-value targets. He knew what he was doing. So you had money, he was going to pay you a visit. And he ran with a gang. So he had this little gang they did. Yeah. And they would tie people up. They became known as the tape bandits. You know why they became known as the tape bandits? No. They would use, like, scotch tape, I'm assuming. I want it to be scotch tape. Like, I just want him to carry, like, a whole bag of scotch tape. So I want to tell the story. That's how I want you to imagine it. <laughs> All right. They would tape the bandits up and cut the telephone <clears throat> wires. So they would he would tape people up. Around the chair, like, home a little style. Yeah. And they would make off of money. And the money that they made off with was not like I'm talking about. We talked about in Jelly Bean's case, the ten thousand dollars was what uh, half a million. No, ten thousand dollars was like. 20, oh no no I'm sorry. Twenty two. Now I I earned myself a, a Jelly Bean. You're right. That's correct, sir. Oh, so I'm pause for a Jelly Bean here. Pause for the Bean Boozle. I got Bean Boozle. Oh, what did I get? Don't be horrible. Uh, bar for Peach. Oh, Pete, so you got lucky then. Okay. Well, that's good, man. I'm Thank glad. you for the jelly bean. You're very welcome. All right. But wasn't this about the same time that he, he started making bootleg runs? He would, he, would, he would get into bootlegging because it was a thing and he was a criminal. Okay. So, he was... Um, well, well, why don't you tell him about the bootlegging? Do you know about the bootlegging? I, I know that he made... He started making bootlegging runs to meet up with the Tui, Tui gang. Oh, that, yeah, that was like his, he was affiliated with him. Yeah. Right. About this time. That's right. And I mean, bootlegging at the time was just running, running booze. Uh, that white lightning, that, uh, that, uh, what else do they call it? Uh, well, I guess they called it white lightning back then, but it's the moonshine, rather. Moonshine. Bathtub gin. Bathtub gin. And the interesting thing about that was, depending on the mixture, because there was no, uh, there was no real chemical, mm-hmm. the, the chemists weren't making this. So, gotcha. you know, depending on what they made, I mean, you could end up going blind from this stuff. That's very interesting. I've never known actual bootleggers. You know, moonshiners, I guess, is what I would call them. Yeah. I know bootleggers. I don't know moonshine. Well, the bootleggers would uh, would run the... Bootleggers are the people... Okay, so maybe we get a little technical here. Okay. Bootleggers are the people that run the booths. Right. That run the product. Whereas when we say you're making it, right, you're a moonshiner. You're a moonshiner, yep. I know that. Fun story. I'm not going to say who, but... I had, no longer have, a family member who was a bootlegger. Not and during this time. Uh, we have Dry County. Right. Okay. In Dry Counties, you can't buy, uh, you can't liquor, buy, sell right? liquor. Yeah. So what they would do, and this is just fun, interesting fact here. Might as well. They would go to uh, wet places, places where you could buy it. So they drive on like an hour, two hours, fill a truck up with uh, beer, alcohol, booze, wine, whatever you want. And then they run it back. And then you would visit them at their house and buy it from them. And you also, even in some wet places or close to wet places, after hours, 
you know, when they shut down, you can't buy liquor after like nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Go there, you can buy liquor. I have someone in my family who used to do this many, many years ago before I was uh, an adult. And yeah, it's just an interesting process. So you do get, they do get involved with it and it does have a seedier side. So I can see how you come from, because criminals, you're already breaking the law. Why not do this? Right. And I think it has to do with the rush you get too from it. Maybe. I mean, and there's probably a lot of money to be made. Yeah. You, I mean, I know that they made decent money. Not rich, but. Yeah. But, but enough to get by. Yeah. You do, yeah. To pay for their booze. Right. I mean, that was pretty much it. But yeah, you double up your money. Why not? A busy weekend, Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, why not? Yeah. Somebody's, somebody's going to drink. No one's driving to town. It's a good way to cash out. Uh, so this happens. Now, he gets caught as part of the tape bandits. Now, he's part of, the, you said, the Tui gang, right? He's hanging out with them, doing that. And he decides he's going to make his own thing. And he robs a bank. He, he actually uh, robs the mayor's wife. That's how you got the name. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Okay. So the name Babyface. The mayor of Chicago's wife gave a description of him saying he had a baby face. Now, that wasn't the whole description, obviously. She's a little bit better. But she got robbed by him. He robbed the mayor's wife, like a Batman villain. (laughs) She was like, he has a baby face. And like a Batman villain, they were like, baby face nuts. Maybe. Kind of works. It works. He wasn't thrilled about it, and I'm sure it got popular if it was used at all behind his back. I don't know if the underworld used it or the media just a lot of these. The media, the FBI, puts out there, and it's either to portray them uh, like Machine Gun Kelly. That's the one I'm going to keep coming back to because that's the one that sticks the most in my mind when it comes to naming. Because well, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, they want them to portray a certain way, so sometimes they kind of push the name, they propagate it. Because uh-huh. they want people to think, that's me. I'm that bad man. In other times, the FBI and the media wants to sell papers or have people not aid and bid them. Hmm. Because uh, some some people are some people were uh, Robin Hoods of their day. And they were like Pretty Boy Floyd, I think. Would throw out like they would throw out the, the bills for the people, mortgages and stuff. Uh-huh. So if you owe money in the bank or you had a bill or you needed cash. Here you go. It would help people out. So when the time came and the cops were looking for him, they didn't kill nobody in this bank robbery. Right now, of course, Nelson, not opposite of that. Somehow he robbed uh, people for uh, equivalent today of like millions of dollars. Yeah. Didn't have money. Need to keep robbing. That's, that's and, odd. And uh, some, some people did not want to help him because he would murder you. Right. So I think maybe he was doing it because at that point in time, you've got money. You're just doing it for the rush. I think he was a, a super criminal type that just was going to criminal. Okay. I mean, he started off the reform school. Maybe it was the first thing was an accident, but then he got institutionalized because he spent several years in his childhood in there. I'm not saying that institu- institutionalization is an excuse. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he was introdu- he was introduced early into the criminal world. Well, when I did my research, I saw that he shot his friend at the age of 12 and served 18 months. So, so not necessarily seven. No, yeah, I think I mean, he was, uh, I think it's the back and forth, actually. I'm pretty sure that you're wrong. Um, well, let's, 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 let's consult our encyclopedia. Uh, our encyclopedia Wikipedia. And you, you know what's where bad is? 
Uh, one of us is going to eat a bean. I don't know if it's going to be you or me because here's the thing. I might be wrong, but you're reading my notes. So double down, partner. Yeah, indeed. Oh, on July 4th. It was the 4th of July. So how, who kills a friend on the 4th of July? He didn't kill him. It's an accident. He shot him. He accidentally shot him. It's just say it was an accident. See, I didn't know that. I was guessing. At the age of seven, he went to jail because it turns out that when you start robbing people, including the mayor's wife, you go to jail. I don't know who the old time Batman was that captured him, but he caught him. And then when uh, he he escaped at some point uh, from prison during a transfer. Hold on. Give me two seconds. I'm going to eat a bean for that. Um, he killed his first man. Did I write that in there? Yeah, he killed his first man at age night or in 1931 and yeah. was serving time in uh, Jolette for bank robbery. That's right. Uh, they sentenced him to a rather vague term of one year to life. So again, <laughs> like we got to talk about the the prison system yeah. and and the justice system. Rather, you you give a man one year, any time between one year to life. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they were saying he's at least going to serve one year, maybe. Um, but his sentence, he won't serve longer than life. You know what is that? That's the charges that people would be th- telling you that their cousins get. You're like, that's not right. Yeah. And like, I don't know, they sentenced him to 5 to 50. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that's not a, not a real sentence. But it's not a real sentence. But then I read this, <laughs> I read this, and it's real in like one year to life. In 1931. Well, you know what? I guess that's some of that Jelly Bean Nash uh, good behavior. We don't know if we're going to let you out. Right. <laughs> for to go fight German. So maybe that's exactly what was happening here. Maybe this I mean, exactly this, this whole thing feeds in back to that story. I don't want to go, we, we covered that. Well, about the prison system and how crazy we find it, but true. One year to life, um, and he was being transferred. That was the escape I was talking about. He was being oh. transferred when he was being held to Joliet, like a year into his sentence, mm-hmm. and said, "Nope, I'm out. Of here. <laughs> I'm out." <laughs> and he did. He he fled out. It was about this time that he decided he could make his own game. I guess he broke out of jail and goes, "Well, he's covered all the bases. I murdered a man. I robbed people. I robbed a bank. I broke out of prison." You know what? I can I can run my own gang now. I think I'm responsible. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Which I mean, I think you're probably right. So he formed up a gang. Uh, in, in in what Sausalito, California? Is that right? When he when he escaped, he actually ended up in Sausalito, California. Really? Yeah. And that's where he met up with his the man that would be his partner for the next few years, John uh, John Paul Case Chase. Excuse me, John Paul. Chase. Oh, that's it. I know the name, but I didn't know he met him right there. That's cool. I know that he he got a gang together with some people, um, and they robbed they robbed they robbed a few banks. Yeah, and that and, was about like in 1933 is when they started. Right when they started, he yeah. started his own own crew. Exactly. So he got he got them together and said, "All right." Um, in 1933, he had, he basically solidified his new crew. Or rather, his own crew. Yeah. And they were going to just knock over a few banks. That was their that was their thing. That's what they were going for. And it seemed like as time progressed, they got more brazen. Yeah. He okay. So we don't, I don't really go robbery by robbery, but it seems to be a trend that as he robs, like the first one, he just wants to see that if he can do it. He settles for a getaway, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. I don't think he gets any money in the first bank robbery. And then as time progresses. Eventually, he's up to the point where, like, he's robbing the bank, and he's like, you know what? I haven't done enough damage. Let me fire my automatic weapon into the air. Yeah. Um, 
So, well, to continue what you say about it, I, just progressing. I mean, and that makes sense, you know, in the air. And then at some point in time, it, it changes, and, and I guess this is a progression, to actual bystanders. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know at what point in time this occurred, but in some robberies, he's leaving, and he's like, don't even look at me. This is what I was talking about with uh, people that would throw out, like, bank loans and mortgage notes. Uh-huh. Have some bullets. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the way it seems. It's it's ridiculous, like and I, and I mean he's he's never going to be known as the guy who is the Robin Hood. No, that's not that's not what he that's not his image. That's not what he was going for. Mm-mm. And I, I think his crew was loyal to him for that same ad, doing the same aspect of stuff. Or it just yeah. um it, it just became it became overwhelmingly obvious that his goal was not man. It was not. He was the Joker. He pretty much became the Joker from like the Dark Knight. You know, where he's he like I'm just. He, that's how he got through a million dollars. He just started burning stuff. He just burning the money. Wow. You only care about money. I want crime. So it's at this point in time, he's moving right along. The gang thing is working out for him, being a leader. Wow. But John Dillinger decides he, he is not doing hard time. So he breaks out. Uh, I think we'll cover the Jill, Dillinger escape when we get to John Dillinger's episode. There yeah. will be a Dillinger episode. Absolutely. Um. But he escaped with a wooden gun. The wooden gun? Yeah. He carved a gun. I don't want to give it away. But he carved a gun. He used it to escape. They pretended it was a real gun. That's skill. And being John Dillinger. <laughs> Maybe they were like, it is wood, but even with the pop gun, John Dillinger. I mean, that you know what? That <laughs> might be accurate. And so um, this is where he maybe facilitated this. His crew might have helped get the logistics of this down. Nelson's crew? Yeah. Okay. May have helped John Dillinger because after this, they kind of meet up. In fact, when they were going to meet up, there was an interesting uh, incident with Road Rage that you were telling me about. Oh, yeah. It, it seems like this might have been where Road Rage originated. Really? Because um, while uh, while Nelson was actually traveling or cruising, rather, with uh, John Paul, they were just, uh, I mean, I don't even know what their destination was. There was just a man who cut him off on the highway or rather on the road. And so... Uh, Nelson just ran up on him and took him out. <laughs> I mean, uh, and I'm, I'm sure in true Nelson fashion, he probably robbed the man first. He probably shot the car, too. Like, oh, yeah, he shot the car. It's like no one's even going to get that. Yeah. I, get it. I mean, I guess he was really an angry guy. I would, I would say so. Yeah. Like, the dude cut you off, and you're like, hmm. I'm going to off him and, and take his stuff. I mean, not, not only could he, he, he could have just robbed him. He could have just not even done anything. He got cut off. He's probably going, I don't know when this is, but you got to think, at this point, John Dillinger escaped. He's probably going to go hang out with Dillinger. you got to know the FBI or somebody's after you, and you're like, you know what I should do? Murder a man for no reason on the side of the road. Well, but he, I mean, if he, he felt like he had a reason, and the reason was this guy cut him off, so he's not going to cut off anybody else. I, and I feel like, I, and this may just be a little bit going too far, but I feel like he, he could have just robbed a man. And he could have stopped at that and left it alone. But yeah. instead, he robbed him. He, he robbed him and killed him. And there's nothing funny about murder. But, no. But the concept of really, the guy just cut you off on the road. I just like your criminal justice system that we're developing over two episodes so far. The first is the murderer should be sent to war because they got a chance of dying. And the people who can't drive properly should be robbed. No parking tickets, no fines. We'll just straight up rob you on the side of the road. Give me, come on, kid, give me the keys. <laughs> no talk, no comment, no comment on that. <laughs> Just keep going. Remind me if you ever get elected, never to visit you. Oh, God, where are we at? What happened next? Do you know? Yeah, so 
I mean, it's just funny that we were talking about how the road rage situation happened. You know, I, I think, like I said, I think that may have been the the origination of road rage. It would have to be pretty close because I don't think there were cars very very uh, long, before. very long before. So mm-hmm. we had cars for maybe maybe twenty thirty years. Not real popular. Sure, people got pissed off, but this is the first time we have the road rage that we think of where somebody got hurt. Right. This man got out of his car and said, pow, pow, pow. And took his stuff. But, I mean, if you think about it, he couldn't use his stuff anymore. Because he killed him. <laughs> that's, that's my... <laughs> that's my point. Sloan's Law. Well, I'm just going to take your stuff. That's how it works. Finders keepers. Oh, really? Yep. Bam! <laughs> Found your stuff. That was kind of the point. Okay, so so the new gang that Nelson was a part of started making uh, started making it in the papers because they had been successful in robbing banks. Right, and this like, is the gang with uh, John Dillinger, right? When they right. Went, okay, yeah. And Nelson killed at least one cop during these robberies. Damn, and even found time with Chase to swing down to Reno and offer star witness in the mail in a mail fraud case. Over some of their old world that some of their old pals were involved in, so that's crazy. Like you've got, you get a free weekend. I mean, you're like, hey, like let's like us right now, saying, you know what? Let's just let's hop on a plane and head to Vegas for the weekend. Oh, and while we're in Vegas, we're just gonna do some massive crime stuff, and then we're gonna leave Vegas like nothing happened. Like like nothing happened. I mean, I feel like it's the it's it's the. Uh, it's the criminal version of the hangover? It's the criminal version of the hangover, right? <laughs> they, they, but they remember what they did, but they pretend they couldn't understand, right? I mean, exactly. No, it's crazy. That, so, wait a minute. In the middle of hanging out with John Dillinger and killing people on the side of the road for no damn reason, right? he realizes he should do his good deed for the day and help out his friends who are um, going, apparently, to trial since as witnesses. Right. And says, you know what we should do to help these guys out? Let's go Take kill witnesses. Let's go kill a witness. Yeah. Oh, and they had to drive like I, I just imagine it's like cross country road trip, and they had like IGs along the way. Like he gets out to pee on the side of the road, and the other one starts like slowly rolling the car on him. He's trying to <laughs> run with, <laughs> with his pants unzipped, <laughs> probably. And then they get there, and then they're, they're laughing and doing ha ha. The door opens, and they just start shooting the dude. Keep laughing, don't <laughs> stop laughing. Ha ha! Open the door, boom, boom, boom. Get back in the car and go back. I feel like that might have actually happened. I know. I, you know what? For the name Babyface and all that, I don't feel like this man ever laughed once in his life. He might not have. But, but you know what? I I mean, I know he didn't like the nickname Babyface, and I damn sure wouldn't be the one to call him Babyface to his face. No. I, you know what, though? Would you rather say, would you rather call him Babyface or call Jellybean Jellybean? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think I'm I would call Jellybean Jellybean. Jelly I mean, Jellybean, don't get me wrong. He shot his own partner. He did some dirt, but... George here, I mean, he just, I mean, spraying bystanders. For no reason. No, no, absolutely no reason. The, he's got the same sensibility you do. I commit this crime and people are looking at me. Don't look at me. Well, why are you looking? They're you not crazy. crazy. I mean, there's no witnesses and stuff at that point. But there's still witnesses. He didn't like, I mean, if he, he didn't like snipe them. He just was like. Doo, 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 doo. So I'm going to ask you a question. Now, if, if you witnessed a crime and you saw this man shoot you or shoot a random people, including you. But he missed. You you didn't get hit. Would you say anything about this man knowing that he has the potential to come back? Knowing that he has the potential to come back? I don't care. You shoot at me. That's different. I, I see. That's what I'm saying. I see you do some criminal activity. We are both raised in a way that maybe I didn't see nothing. Maybe I did. Right. Uh, But you shoot at me? No, I got, I got details. 
okay, okay, I, I can see that. But <laughs> but I, I'll remind you of this situation where the man went to Reno oh. and took out that star witness. So, I mean, I don't want to be that I'm the one talking about this this incident that I had experienced, and you come by, back and find me. But here's the thing. I'm, I'm Obviously, the man is not smart, so maybe I need to rephrase my deal. I mean, in his logic here. Because my thing is this. You just robbed a bank, yeah. and you didn't kill everybody. The police already know my yeah. my little bit of testimony. Is, is it really going to help? I'm not the star witness for that. <laughs> yep, it was him. Just like the other 28 people said. Well, I mean, you could be one of 20. You could be 29. You'd be number 29 to take off on this list. I don't I mean, like I, I got you. I got you. Um, so the next part is really the break in the story. Uh, it's the Little Bohemia. Do you know about Little Bohemia? No, I don't know much about Little Bohemia. I, I did do a little bit of research, but I, I didn't have much on this. All right. Well, how about all right? How about you tell me what you do know? Okay, let's so, run it down. So I know that during like a, a botched FBI raid on the gang in Little Bohemia, uh, the Little Bohemia Lodge in Wisconsin, the gang all made a clean escape, except for or rather by either running away or under fire. Nelson was the only member to actually attack the agents before hiking a mile yeah. and taking several hostages with him while he was trying to escape. So, so let's talk about that for yeah. a second. How gangster do you have to be to say, you know what? I'm pissed off. I'm going to fire at these agents for even coming after me. And I'm going to take these hostages with me. So I know that you guys are following me, but you'll follow me less or you'll, you'll follow um, at a distance because I got these guys, these hostages, and I will kill them. So what was crazy to me was, you didn't mention this, but I found it when I was researching. Apparently, when the FBI drove up, I think it was, uh, I don't know how many people they had. I can't remember the number. Mm-hmm. They drove up, and they made an announcement like, everyone, get down. And some dudes were in the car just like jamming out and didn't hear. So they were like, bing, 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 bing. Oh. And they ended up killing like one of these dudes that was just there for like the Saturday Night Special. Oh. And... uh so this this adds to the FBI embarrassment on top of what you just said of uh they, they got they all got away. You get a raid. Okay, they got the drop on them. These guys were hanging out there, they're friendly with the owner and stuff from what I was reading. Everything's chill. Yeah. And they don't they don't have any expectation of anybody coming in, crashing their party. And then all of a sudden you get the drop on them. Right. And there's a bunch of them. It's not they're there with their wives. Okay, Dillinger's wife does get or not Dillinger. Uh Nelson's wife does get caught in this in this raid. Okay. But it's like her and another chick. Everyone else gets away. And they don't all just like hop in cars and take off. I think Dillinger and Nelson both just like jumped out into the woods and said, nope. <laughs> they just went, they go doop doop, they super Mario did doop 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 doop. Oh man, that's bad. But so so here's the thing there, um that I know about this. Nelson right. actually fired on FBI agent agent uh agent Carter. Carter Bomb. Okay. And so here's the, the, I mean, we're talking about the embarrassment of the FBI at this point. Sure. This is incredibly embarrassing. So Nelson, I mean, I think maybe he had some sort of his own code of ethics. I mean, we'll call it that because I mean, he, he fired on, on Carter and killed Carter, but he said that Carter had him in his sights. You oh know, yes, so, I, this is the guy. Okay. Yeah. So, so here's the situation. Car, that Carter's got him in his sights, but doesn't take the shot. Well, you know, we find out later on, Carter would have taken the shot, but the safety was on his damn gun. <laughs> no, I laugh. I laugh I at that because it's like, it's it's sad. This sad. asshole should have got shot. All right, yeah. But 
just the embarrassment, like, you know, let the man get away, and then you're like, we caught him. And then you know you, you're safe. Like, you have to be one overcautious son of a bitch. Yeah. Your safety's on. John Dillinger and Babyface Nelson are on the lamp. Don't want to accidentally have this go off. I, I mean, really? Oh, my God. Yeah, and see, that's embarrassing. And it's embarrassing for, one, his family. Well, I mean, sorry, 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 sorry. I don't think it's embarrassing for him. Well, I mean, he, he had to have a good reason for it. I don't think you would, as a gun owner, I don't think you're, you're you're running around with your with your safety on for no reason. Okay, fair enough. Especially, like I said, in the in the situation that they were in. Right. No, maybe he was scared. Maybe he was a new agent. I, and well, I and he did, and after shooting those people, maybe at the place they didn't want to shoot more civilians. He's got hostages. True. Maybe he's thinking, whatever happens, I'm going to have time to flick my. I'm assuming he had a revolver or something. You know, mm-hmm. he could do it. Or thumb safety or grip safety. He's, he's got time. Yeah, but apparently not. No, he didn't. Uh, had time for Nelson. Nelson to realize he had him and then shoot him. And, yeah, which to me is just really sad. I mean, it's really, it's embarrassing for the FBI and it's just a sad situation. Um, it's an unfortunate situation. Um, now, Nelson made off in the, in the car. And hit out for several days. Wait, wait, ago. in what car? He didn't have cars. He ran on foot. Yeah, he, he, no, Nelson made off in a in a G-Men's car. Wait a minute, he took one of he took he shot the dude and took his car. Took his car. Yeah, took his car. Now that isn't embarrassing. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Shot the man, killed him, took his car, and held up for several days in a cabin with uh, a Native American family, and then stole another car just to get completely clear. I mean, so he so he stole a car. Uh, so, I mean, okay, hostage. So you, let me, I'm going to get this straight from the FBI perspective. You did a raid, like I'm the interviewer, you, you conducted a raid in which you had complete surprise on the subject. Right. You shot civilians. Right. Allowed the target to escape. Yeah. Then exactly. you, then you relocated the target, allowed him to shoot one of your men. Right. Take one of your vehicles. Then take hostages. Yeah. And then take another vehicle and escape further. I- exactly. All right. So, well, aside from his wife, uh, Everybody else, aside from Nelson's wife, rather, everyone else got away with a clean getaway here. But Nelson's wife, they let her, they get, let her out on parole. So, I mean, she didn't even really serve time. She was just out on parole for harboring criminals. Well, I mean, she wasn't the one doing criminal. I guess. Uh, I you, mean, true, but. I mean, you could put the squeeze on him, but I think putting on a squeeze on this dude isn't that. I'd rather let her out and track her. Just, yeah. just my objection here, because I'm thinking about this. All right, that's fair. I mean, I, I personally would have, you know, had her. I had her serve a little bit of time, but you know that that's a good point. That but you're just going to piss him off, and otherwise you let him out. It's closer to him getting away. I don't know, so it's fine. It's it's a horrible thing that happens here. Little Bohemia is just an embarrassment. I feel like to uh, who, who's who's running the FBI? Uh, Hoover, Jagger Hoover. Yeah. Okay, I'm not really up to date on that. On what time? Yes, appears. I mean I know Hoover. I watched the documentary, and I, I but I just didn't. I didn't remember that he was actually. Running at this point. Well, I mean, if you can call it that. But at this point, you know, the, the FBI is incredibly embarrassed. They're upset with the, uh, the the events that have transpired. And so at this point in time, you know, this is at the point in time where, where Hoover decides that he's going after everybody in this crew. This is the point. This time. Not before you launch the raid where Not they're all before. together and you have the drop on them. No, and I feel like... Before, after they murder you and steal your cars. Right. And then you're like, you know what? We're going to get those guys. Yeah, before before it was like, it, I feel like before it was like, they're on the radar, they're criminals, we're going to go after them, but we're not actively pursuing them as in, this is our number one task. And then, at this point in time, this is when the the uh, 
the turn flips or rather the time flips where they're now in gung ho mode and they're going after them. All right. So an embarrassed and infuriated FBI turn their full attention to the gang at this point. Um, and they start taking them out one by one. Um, they, they tried, the gang tried to rob Merchants National Bank of South Bend, Indiana, and they did. So wait a minute. So they, they robbed the bank. Yes. That was their first like thing when they got away clean from this is we need to rob another bank as quick. So what happens after they, they, they start robbing again? There were a lot of people associated with Nelson at this point in time, uh, allegedly. And they made out with 28 large. Now, 28 large, I'm not sure what that means. Is it $28,000? Is that what that is? Yeah. That's not a lot of money in bank robbery times. But, however, back then, it's a huge amount of money. Yeah, it's a big amount of money. I mean, I don't know what the... I don't. I didn't do the math. But I think it's around like 48 No, no, no. No? It's got to be more than that because 1000 bucks was... Oh, 1000 was 10000 I know. 1000 was twenty five. Remember in the last one? Where oh, he killed yeah. him? So, so, okay. Yeah, so this so is probably... This is good money. Yeah, really good money. So I take that back. <laughs> they are rich. Yeah. And no deaths. That was really cool that they had no deaths at that point. <laughs> Super cool of them not to kill people. But, but I mean, it wasn't for lack of trying because oh. they spent... <laughs> they had a lot of spent bullet casings. Word. Uh, now, this would be their last robbery since they knew they were done. I mean, they, this was just it. Really? They, they, I mean, like, so they made... This was... Okay, that's why they went back to bank robbing. Was they went and robbed this one bank, and it was like the one final heist. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the... I mean, I think that kind of just goes back to anything nowadays. If you, when you're in that kind of industry, you're doing something and you're ready to step out of that industry, you know, you very rarely do you get to retire from a criminal enterprise. Very well, you rarely. get to retire, yeah. I mean, you get retired or you end up serving time. That's, that's what I'm saying. No, no, okay. Like, very yeah, rarely yeah. do we hear a time where. Gotcha. There are no, escape. there are no gangsters and no old folks home. Exactly. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> July of 34, Dillinger was ambushed and killed by the FBI in Chicago. Mm. I mean, so they got him. So, wait a minute. The, the, that was right after the bank robbery, I guess. They they catch up with Dillinger. Right, shortly they're killing after. him. So, that, does that mean that, um, does that make Nelson back in charge? Because it was Nelson's gang, pretty much, right? They became the second Dillinger gang, I feel like, after he broke out. So, now Dillinger dies. The gang's broken up, but are they still viewing like Nelson as the next next target, or is there somebody else that they're like, no, we got to get? Well, now they were looking for and see that it was they had a list of folks, but next was Pretty Boy Floyd. Oh, I got you. And Floyd was gunned down in October of the same year. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was that took care of them, and it meant that the only person left on their list, as far as what we now know as Public Enemy Number One, was oh, Nelson. Awesome. So that's where they put Nelson. As public enemy number one. So you, you, I feel like we don't really see them now because we don't go to post offices anymore. Mm-hmm. But they used to have the poster like Tim Most Wanted, and, and like, they still do. One. I they still do. But I'm saying, I don't. This had to be pretty hot back then, like public enemy number one. I mean, that's a big thing. It's still a big it, thing. It's a big damn thing. So they're they're hot and heavy on Nelson. I mean, they're really on his on his track. They're hunting them down. Really? So like, and, wait a minute. Did they pour like? Because I just imagine like every FBI agent they have. Uh-huh. He's just driving around with his picture, just looking at everyone they see. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you kill my, you kill my, my coworkers, and you steal my, my maybe my favorite car. Um, right. So, so let's talk about this because we talked about last episode the, the justice system and how things were. This, the FBI was their primary source was investigation. That's right. So they're but they switched searching. already now because of what happened with Jelly Bean. Right. But my point is that their 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 focus now is 
we're able to research things. Like we have this investigative skill. So we're we're not only are we but they have the enforcement, so they can go after them. Exactly. Now they got the You know, I didn't piece. put that together, but I really like that we can kind of blend last episode and this episode with the fact that the FBI is bringing to bear this force, this might, right. that they didn't have years before, because it wasn't until the Kansas City Massacre of Frank Nash. Right. Where they, they decided that they needed they guns. Needed guns they they need guns and, yeah, yeah, and the ability to arrest people. So I didn't even think about it. I'm sitting here thinking the FBI in my turn mm-hmm. when I see it. You know, where they go interview people like Hannibal Lecter and then uh, chase them down. And it turns out when, when I actually know what I'm talking about, it's not just learning about um, Babyface Nelson, but learning about the FBI, too, because it's a good timeline of they didn't have this power. Right. They got this power. And then they really started. Extra- That's interesting. I always thought it was the rise of the gangsters that made the FBI in this era popular. Not but it's, it, it, it is. But I mean, we still have gang. We have. You know, cartels and stuff. Now, I think it's also because this is when they first came into being and they were exercising this power. And Hoover wasn't afraid, like you said, to bring the you know, like they focused all their energy on these dudes. Exactly. You know? Because after this, from my research, the FBI a few good times gets involved. But they still do that now. We still hear about things every once in a while the FBI does something. Right. But this, back then when they were first out, they were just allowed to do whatever because they weren't their rules weren't really set. Right, and they were just investigation you. Well, I mean, at the point with Frank Nash, but then after Frank Nash, then they can do the stuff that they do here. They can do right. Little Bohemia. They can go after Dillinger. They can go after Nelson. And they can, and then more that we'll see this season. They can really start to grow. And so I think maybe it's them learning their limits and the government setting those limits that makes them. That's why the FBI and the G-Men are popular up into the 50s is because there's a period of 20 years where crime is big and they are learning their role. And so it just mixed together. I just thought it was an interesting it, correlation. It is. it is an interesting correlation. Really good point. Good discussion, I think. So Nelson managed to stay on the run with his wife now, and with his his buddy Chase. So here's here's a guy who could have just said, you know what, we pulled off our last job. You guys are on your own. And to his wife, he could have just been like, you know what, uh, it's time for you to go. I need to. I mean, I need. To, I need to see. <laughs> Is that need, how it works? We need. We need to see other people. Thank I don't you know. for your services. Yes. Yeah, no longer be needed. You no longer be needed. But but no, he didn't. He was a real. He was loyal to his his crew. I think. And, I mean, a definite difference between him and and Jelly Bean. You know, I mean, because he he, he didn't, he didn't shoot John him. Paul in the back and leave him no. in the hole that he dug. No, he he took him with him. John Paul might have been smarter too. Though. I mean, you know what? Um, not not to get sidetracked here. I love the fact that there's no like rumor that I found, which happens a lot, of like homosexuality between them. That's good. No, I'm just saying. In a historically interesting note, when you research these topics, I don't know if you noticed it, but a lot of times there's mention of like anytime there's male partners or female partners, mm-hmm. there's always got to be some sort of sexuality, some sort of sexual aspect to it. Like that's all that they can do. Yeah, and I wonder. I mean, sometimes some of that might be legitimate, I think. Uh, Clyde uh, from Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Pretty legit um, sources and details on that. Ah. Uh, you know, it happens. I mean, it's not yeah. like... It's no, like, no, no. I'm not saying it's a negative thing. I just right. think it's funny that people... Would, there's always an entry or an article or something, that, they, uh, a podcast or a video that's about, like, so they were gay. And like you said, I don't think that it needs to be really mentioned. That's why I find it so odd. But that's why I found it odd that there wasn't one here because it seems like there's always one. When you're and it always has to be mentioned. 
But there's not one, even though him and John Paul were together for most of the prime time of their career. Prime time for crime time, they were together. Yeah, and I think that, you know, his wife being there um majority of the time. Well, I mean, Bonnie and Clyde. It wasn't even like the other dude he had on his side dude was the the DL dude wasn't even mentioned, huh? So anyway, so <laughs> so So Nelson managed to stay on the run with, with his 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 friend and his wife for not very long, but they, they hid really well. They hid so well that we don't know how they hid. We don't know how they were able to do it. And that's based on the research I saw. We didn't know how they did it. So um, they just hid out for like how long? Do you, do you say months? Well, I'd, I'd say months because here, about a month really. Because here, uh, we do know that, um, we do know that Nelson on November, or where he was on November of 34. And he and Chase got into a shootout with the FBI. They took out two FBI agents. Damn. Yeah. Like, the FBI must have just got guns at this point. They ain't even had time to train. Because the one dude that has safety on, these dudes getting killed. I mean, yeah. It was crazy. It was a bad time for the FBI. It's a, I mean, I'm not trying to mock them or make light of this because people die. Right. But it's just sad that this one dude is making a fool. I mean, I get Don Dillinger and his thing, but it seems to me that George Nelson is making a fool of the FBI. Uh, yeah. At every turn. At this instant or incident, he took out two of the FBI agents. Nelson himself took out the two. Really? And I was like, so the other one was just, yeah. shoot. Couldn't um, do it, son. I mean. I, I always thought that that would be, if I was an FBI agent ever in the past life, I want to be during this era. I wouldn't be. And now I'm like, nope, because I might run into baby face. <laughs> right, exactly. We just gun you down. Just ping, 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 ping. And then maybe he cries like a baby when he's done. It's like, no, I got shot by a baby. But here's another thing. They got into, okay, so as they're leaving, as they're on a highway outside of Chicago, right? They meet up with, uh, actually they're ambushed by two more FBI agents. So the FBI got them dropping them at least like, like two good times. Again, not even two times, like three times. Okay. Again, at least three times. This being the third time. Surprise. And you know what happens? Guess what happens in this situation? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. I'll give you a hint. The FBI doesn't walk away from this. <laughs> no, I'm guessing not. Like, that's my thing is, does he just, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what I want to say right now. Cause I don't understand the ineptitude of the FBI at this point. Well, it kind of makes up for the Kansas City Massacre, right? Like, the Kansas City Massacre, like, uh, Nash's people showed up and were like, they got, okay, we didn't talk about it in the last one cause it's not, really pertinent to what plays out. But in the actual deal, they got surprised by somebody and then that's when the shooting starts. Okay, great. But in this one, they they are doing the surprising. Right. And they're like, ha, oh, we got the drop on you. And it's like they're saying that. <laughs> Before they act, they're like, here he comes. Nobody move. We got you. And then he's like, you know he's yeah. on the run. You know he has guns and he kills people. And you're like, oh, the best thing we can do is just announce our presence. Let him so know. he can shoot us. I mean, really, you know. So wait a minute. He kills two. He kills two more FBI agents at this point. God, Jesus! I mean, he's just taking them out. Like the FBI taking them out, like like points, a point system or something. Oh yeah, ten points for FBI agents. And, and it's not. It's not funny. <laughs> like, like the recruiting for the FBI must have been horrible, dude. Like no job applications came in during this time period. Well, also think about the time frame it is too. It's in, it's in the thirties. Well, but it doesn't matter. Like. Are you signing up for a job? You're like, no, I'm gonna go work on that Hoover Dam. Yeah. <laughs> they lost eight men in the they lost eight men in the in the yeah. dam last week. They're all in the concrete mm. myth. But they're like, they're all in the concrete. We just left them there. 
He's like, yeah, but uh, Babyface Nelson's still on the loose, so. Right. So I'm going to just stay over here and do this I'm going to be in the public works yeah. administration. I'm not going to join up with the FBI. No, I think I'm that. suicidal. Right. Um, and, I mean, I'm sure that this infuriated Hoover. I mean, it had to, because he, yeah. he was, like, a very particular guy. Yeah. Very thorough, very good guy. And, like, I think at the time you still have, like, uh, Elliot Ness, mm-hmm. Melvin Paris, who, who was part of this case. I think he was actually that little bohemian. But anyway, it's just crazy. He's got the guy Dillinger. Yeah. But anyway, it's crazy that you have these really renowned FBI agents. You have J. Edgar Hoover, who people think of when they think FBI. And this dude is just running circles around him. Oh, like, yeah. he's Usain Bolt in them. Like, yeah. he's just looking at the camera and smile. I'm passing you. I don't... It's, it's Did they offer him a job? No. I no. feel like they should have offered him a job. On how to escape FBI agents? So he could no, no, no. Up. Just be like, hey, look, we'll forget everything in the past. Mm-hmm. you got to work for us. You're under our, our supervision for the rest of your life. Yeah. But you help us track other people and train our agents. Do you think he would have done it? I don't know. I mean, he, he did love killing people. And if you told him he could kill people with a badge yeah. and you would pay him $100,000. I feel like the way I know Nelson, the way I do here in this. He'd probably do that. And he'd probably take yeah. the job and still rub it. Exactly. We're never going to catch this son of a bitch. He's too good. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just, exactly. He's just investing in them with the Sherlock Holmes glass and little Dutch brush. Ah. <laughs> and the boffin hat. God damn. <laughs> this handsome bastard must have known how to do it just like a pro. Even I can't catch him. <laughs> and he would say stuff like that too. I bet, man. I, I don't know. I don't think that he would. Wouldn't you be, though? I, I would. I mean, why? Uh, no comment, rather. See, <laughs> talk yourself up like completely, right? <laughs> yeah. If you need to investigate, this has happened before. Like where the detective assigned to investigate it is the criminal. Yeah, well, part we, of the we've criminal. seen that a few times. Or the criminal, and also in movies. But just the fact that imagine George, you offer him the job and he takes it. You probably could have shut down like. Half the crime in America. It really? Honestly. One, you just give him a gun to tell him, go. Yeah. Two, solving crimes. He's like, no, no, I know who did this. Yeah, because he probably said we used to run. We, yeah, we used to run together. Yeah, I showed him this. Give me five minutes. Yeah. See, but that's also kind of why I don't I don't know that he would take it, though. I don't know that he would do it. Although, Hooper at the same time, would, that wasn't a thought process working with criminals. You know? Oh, no, no, it, I know. It wasn't a thought process at all. We still had, in this time frame, we still had that, the mindset of, Good and evil, good versus evil, or good versus bad, right? Right. Um, the bank robbers were bad, and we're not going to mix the bad guys with the good guys. The good guys are the cops, the police, the FBI, uh, the local law enforcement, and and that may be true, and and that it may have always been true at that point in time where there there was no there was a uh, distinct separation between good and bad, but at the same time, good wouldn't work with bad. Whereas today, we would see something like that happen where. You, we, we would consult. Maybe a little too much. Uh, con- consulting criminals? Well, I mean, just like with the informants where like someone's a paid informant or right. a cover informant, they get them out of scrapes, lesser scrapes, because they they have them on the hook for bigger things, help out bigger things. Right. And we see that. Like, I've read some articles recently where people have gotten in trouble with it. Anyway, uh, so they kill two more FBI agents and they're trying to get away, right? So he kills these FBI agents. Yeah, he kills these FBI agents. And he gets clean away again? Uh, well, no, unfortunately, no. Not this time. And I say unfortunately uh-huh. because at this point, I mean, I, I wanted him. I kind of want to see how far C- he Combo go. breaker. Yeah, right? I wanted to see how long he could go without being caught. Um, forever. I mean, really. Yeah, like, he did what, go what's, what's sad is like Frank Nash might have beat his high score, but he got, he got <laughs> team kill. <laughs> yeah. Friendly fire took him out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So 
But Nelson, or excuse me, Nelson didn't have any of that friendly fire nonsense happen to him. He he was um, he was involved in that firefight. They took out those agents, and they took him out with some pretty heavy artillery. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a yeah, the modern day equivalent of the BFG, <laughs> a bar. <laughs> oh, the Browning automatic rifle. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. And uh, and a Tommy gun, and some various other firearms. So I mean, these guys were. These guys were had that like you know how we talked about and we haven't talked about it recently and not even at our show but you know how Ti had the arsenal oh yeah when, they, when he got yeah, when he got his time yeah like they had an arsenal like that in the car that that is really disconcerting like as a dude that collects right like modern firearms <laughs> even what you like what what you told me what I know because like he had a he had a Colt pistol like a Colt thirty eight that yeah. was modified to be full automatic still frightening weapons that I would not want to face even with like my AR. <laughs> and my stick and stuff. Like, I, nope. I mean, this guy, these guy, this guy Nelson was. Uh, you know, he was into crime. He, he was into crime. He, he was a professor. I mean, criminology, he, and not in the good way. Well, I mean, you said not in the good way, but he really could have taught a class. Well, he could have, but I'm saying he, the class he was teaching left deaf, dead FBI agents and yeah, stolen money. Well, and and he didn't make it out of this one. So. Okay, so wait, a so, minute. this so is me, this is how he met his end. This is how he met his end. <laughs> it took it took. It took automatic rifles and Thompson submachine guns to take him. I mean, the guy was uh, okay. I, I mean, we got to pause for this and, and and state that I think this guy epitomizes gangster. You said that about Frank Nash. I mean, I said that about Frank Nash, but I have to take it away from Frank Nash and apply the the epitome. Every of show you're going to say this man I mean, epitomizes gangster. That's good. You know why? Because I mean, it's a season on gangster. I mean, I, I, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. That I, I will do that. But no, I think it, it's a very different type of gangster. Like well, if the Frank Nash fits. is a Frank Frank Nash was definitely the criminal, uh, like bank robber criminal. Yeah. When you think of bank robber, two hundred banks. That's Frank Nash. Right. But when you think of 30s gangster running around shooting out windows with Tommy guns both ways and mm-hmm. kicking in doors and shooting down the FBI agents, gotta go baby face now. I mean, you got to. There's no, there's no question. Maybe at the end of the season, that's what we'll do. When we have, when we have, when we have shined a light on all these men, mm-hmm. some women, right, and some of the events that happened. Look back, and you can tell me which one actually epitomizes. All right, that's fair. Yeah, so you, that's we'll fair. give him a little trophy. But I, I feel for for today's episode, I feel that it is the subject safe. of the episode is is, is the winner. The, is the winner? He, he clearly epitomized. He was not the winner though. You just told me he got he got he got done up. Well, so here's what happened. He took some he took some lead at this point in time. So he gets shot. Does I mean, he, he does. He just, he just he, they get him. No, no, he no, kill, no, 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 no. Okay. See, listen, 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 listen. My man Nelson takes it like like a champ, right? He takes these shots, and he still. He takes out these FBI agents, gets in the car, he rolls off. Now he doesn't make it though. He dies. Like they, they manage him, his wife, and Chase manage to escape the scene. But wait a minute, he got his wife in the car? Oh yeah. His yeah. wife in the car, he's having a shootout with the that. FBI. You missed that part. Yeah, <laughs> he's having a shootout with them. Go ahead. I mean the guy, this guy, you see why I'm giving this <laughs> yes. man the epitome. No, the epitome I got I, I mean, there's no question here. So my man Nelson, right? He he takes nine, right? Takes nine shots. He he's hit nine times, and I think well, he, he got fifty cents shot up with his wife, with his wife, with an FBI agent. Exactly. He's like, maybe I can rob a bank tomorrow. I mean, he probably thought that though too. I hope they have banks in heaven so I can rob them. <laughs> I feel like that might be true. <laughs> that was his last words. It might have been his last words, but you know, this is real. This is real sad though. Oh, it gets a little bit somber. And a somber, I believe. Sad, maybe not. So, him, his wife, and Chase managed to escape the scene, but he died shortly thereafter in bed next to his wife. 
That is kind of somber. Yeah. And, I mean, God, it's a somber end, but way to go out, though, uh, I think. And his body was found in front of a Catholic cemetery in uh, Skokie. Oh, shoot. And he was wrapped in a blanket. And his wife said he was, she wrapped him in a blanket because he always hated being cold. And I'm like, man, yeah, son, that's, man that is somber. That's like, somber. He died in bed next to his wife. Right. Who he took to a shootout, but let's be real. I mean, After the fact, I, he's he's like, I want to be with you until I die. So she did, he didn't take and her to the wraps, shootout. And she wraps, she wraps him in. Hold on, did she wraps him in a blanket? Because yeah. he was, oh, he didn't like being cold. Right. Ah, you see what I'm saying? That's that, love that, right that, there. I, now you know what? Now you've told me I wanted to see the gangster movie where like they finally catch him after he does all this stuff. Uh-huh. Now I kind of want to see the love story behind it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. See, like, but let's rewind that for a minute because you said something that I think I need to make real clear because I didn't initially, and I apologize for that. So they were leaving when they ran into the other two FBI agents. This is why I'm talking about these FBI agents got to jump on them again, and it, the FBI agents just didn't make it out of this battle. Again, you know, more FBI agents were taken down because of their ineptitude when it comes to maybe ineptitude is strong, but they were just unable to capture the sub the suspect. Simple as that. So he was. They were leaving Chicago. They weren't going. They weren't looking for these FBI agents to take out. No, it I just get that. happened. And the FBI it's didn't the, have any the regard. It's the repercussions of your act. I agree because I know for a fact. In I I didn't say this. I know it when after he died. I know about the blanket thing. But after he died, Hoover didn't stop, dude. Like, he wanted her in chase. Yeah. And they, like, they continued hunting him. They, they captured her. She turned herself in, I think. Mm. Uh, or maybe she was captured with Chase. I can't remember. But they got caught together. Or not together. They got caught. And they both served time afterwards for this. But the FBI and Hoover were both like, no, no, no. She's just as much a target. As in, maybe that makes more sense in my head. Yeah, that they that that's why he took her because he knew she was already in much danger. But at the same time, I think I would hide my wife out. But how? Like how? 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 Look, they're less likely to shoot her alone than they are you with her. All right, that's fair. Well, so I'm saying you separate. That's all. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, in my opinion. But seeing how it ended, I don't think I could argue that they probably wouldn't want to be separate. Right. It's crazy. Uh, I don't really have a takeaway from Jordan Nelson. Other than there were some serious gangsters in the 30s. Seriously. Uh, and and being an FBI them. agent was not all great because... Uh, no. You apparently just... I mean, you were putting your life... I mean, you're think, risking think, your think life about, now. Th- but think about the response, too. This is just one last correlation. The response the FBI had when Frank Nash and the Kansas City Massacre occurred. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we have to change it. There's congressional hearings there. And then I didn't see anything that said the FBI changed after this. They were just like, we got to be more ruthless. Yeah. And then they were. After they lost so many men and botched so much up, their response was to just go deeper. Well, I'm not saying that that was their It feels like that was maybe Hoover's way of wanting to be a response. And maybe it was. From what we saw. I mean, there's nothing that says Hoover said that. Right. There's some stuff he says that we didn't report because it's all rumored, but I don't know. Um, But let's also talk about the fact that, like, you know, the the gangsters at this time, at this point in time, not the gangsters, excuse me, the FBI at this point in time, this was just when they decided to reform their process. Right. And so they're just now reforming the process and over a couple of years getting acclimated to no, that's what that's what I was saying. That's what yeah. I was saying earlier. But so, the point doesn't change that 
Well, you say that, but there was also war veterans and stuff would have been yeah, a good point. pool for them. Uh, Hoover would have recruited only the top men that he could find from other agencies that had trading. I feel like this just speaks to me of how dangerous the time was as far as that goes. I mean, there's yeah. some figuring out the maybe the political and policy problems, the administrative problems that the FBI has about what's their power, what's their limits. But the actual training and expertise seems there. It's yeah. just that the criminals also had, I mean, say he gets lucky once or twice. But there's no way Nelson had as many scrapes and wins with the FBI, even if they're completely inept. Maybe one of them's inept. Maybe guy with safety and getting his car stolen is inept. Maybe, okay. maybe. But the rep, the guys that get the drop on them, come on, they 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 did the investigative work, like you said. They show up, right? Things go south. Everyone gets away. But then they also meet him like three or four times afterwards, where he just kills them. Maybe I mean. Killing was his business, man. Like he didn't, he didn't mess around. He had the weapons to do it. He had the training to do it. Yeah. He had the will to do it. That's probably the most important thing. Because he didn't hesitate. No, not even a little bit. I'm not. I'm not saying that there's anything that says that, but just from the body count I mean, and the, the life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he shot the dude for robbery. He went or not for robbery. He shot the dude in road rage. Road rage. Right. And he went and killed that witness. Fire outside of banks with a Tommy gun and stuff. For no reason. For no reason. Right. Why y'all watching me rob a bank? Right. Stop watching me. Anyway. So, good point. Now, when he died, he did not turn into a baby powder or anything, right? No, no. No, no not no. like Jelly Bean. No, definitely not. Well, we wrapped up an episode. We, we're we going to give our sources, but before we do, I think we should have one less, one last Jelly Bean here. All right. Uh, for Frank. Oh, and that's a doozy. We got, we got two of the same color. What are the oh. chances? Uh, that really me. just happened, by the way. I know. So, we got... Uh, toothpaste or berry blue? Mm, did you brush your teeth this morning? I did. Are you brushing them again right now? I'm actually enjoying some uh, berry blue. Are you? I got no, some crust. toothpaste. <laughs> yep. I got some crust in my mouth. You know what? That's the third one I've got of those. I'm pretty sure there are no berry blue. <laughs> All right. We had a few sources this time. This was one of those episodes that uh, was originally just going to be a written article, so I didn't. Uh, do a lot more research than I had to. Basically, everyone should know a general history of George Nelson. Not only is he a right. gangster, I feel like he's a pop history figure. I agree. Babyface Nelson, you can say that. People know at least he's a gangster. Right. So, or I've heard the name. So I don't feel like I, I'm wrong in saying that. I took my general knowledge as a nerd who does this kind of stuff, who's into this stuff, from watching like History Channel documentaries on YouTube, reading books on gangsters in the past. Uh, I also dove into some places. You dove into some places. I used uh, the FBI vault. That's a resource that a lot of people can use. Just go on there. It's free. Go to uh, FBI.gov, and there's a thing that says the vault. Click on it, and you can find out about gangsters, Mm -hmm. about Roswell, about the Kennedy assassination, all kinds of uh, D.B. Cooper, all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, where else did you look? Uh, biography.com. Yeah, Biography has some good sources. And, of course, I know we hit up Wikipedia because mm-hmm. uh, that's really great. We use their um, timeline for a lot of stuff, especially in these kind of stories. Uh, we corroborate and include other sources with that most of the time, especially in some of these earlier episodes you'll notice. No. We put thought behind it, but we also go and look for other things to add in. It's just um, it's what we do. So, once again, thank you for listening. 
Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, go have yourself a bean boozled good time. Because you know we have. We have. Till next time. That one's uh, Boris Yeltsin. Had a dog on it. Oh, that one was dead fish. Oh, <laughs> better you than me. Go ahead and have you a. Yeah, turn it. Uh, uh, hold on. Just see, it's more complicated than you think. It moves up. Like, oh. It has like a Batman, Batmobile. Oh. All right, so what's this one? Oh, popping corn. I don't know what. Uh, take a look there. It looks like it's either moldy cheese. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Moldy cheese or caramel corn. I'm voting dead fish or strawberry banana smoothie. Strawberry banana smoothie, you're right. Oh, winner. No chicken dinners here, though. Sorry, I'll take. <laughs> He's like, I'll take that. I'll take that L because it was not an L. It was a strawberry Sunday. It was like five of them trying to come out the whole um, lawn clippings or lime. I'm hopeful for lime. Nope. Lawn lawn clippings. It's not bad. It's just like a grassy flavor. <laughs> Do you go outside and eat grass often? No. No. Okay. But it's not bad. Like dead fish or grass? Fair enough. If it's not limey, it's long clippings. That's what I said. It's not bad. It's not bad. It tastes like long clippings. I told you it's like grass. It's not horrible. You made fun of me, but it's not horrible. It's not horrible at all. Uh Okay. Sorry. Doop, 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 doop. This is either spoiled milk or coconut. Spoiler alert. I hate coconut, so I can't win. And my worst fear... Worst, worst. I, when I was a kid, we went to Carlsbad Cavern, and my parents got me a milk, and I drank it, and I wouldn't drink it, and they kept forcing me to drink it. And I hated it, and finally they checked it, and it was spoiled. So to this day, if I if I if I smell milk or I taste milk that's spoiled, I get very irrationally like ah. So, so this is about to really be a ah, psychological horrible. event. For I'll me. take coconut for one. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's spoiled milk. That's perfect. Oh, God damn it. I have a beer from uh, Carbatch. I love this game. <clears throat> oh, I wish there was an egg one. I hope there's rotted eggs you have to eat. Uh-huh. Uh, there is. Oh, gross.